0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Force Ghost Coast to Coast uh, on the Multiversity Podcast Network. This is a podcast where every, yeah, as my names we can do, we bring you all the news from a galaxy far, far away. Um, this month, or this episode, I should say, I'm joined once again by Brian Salvatore. How are you doing, Brian? Good, Alice, how are you? I am doing very well, because we've got a natural fair bit to talk about this month. Uh, or this episode, I keep saying this month, (laughs) this episode, Um, we've got a fair amount to cover. Um, A a lot's happened, surprisingly, in the interim since our last episode. Do you want to just kick right into it? Yeah, let's go for it. Because I'm very excited to talk about this. So StarWars.com officially announced the Episode Nine cast, which had, you know, to be fair... Not a lot of surprises, but a couple of very interesting little surprises. Um from the the confirmation of Billy D. Williams uh reprising his role of Lando Calrissian, which I think we talked about we did, yes. last yeah. episode to uh the new additions of Aki, Richard E. Grant and Kerry Russell, Kerry Russell being officially confirmed as being in the film. Um there's also one name that uh is reprising his role that I found. Very interesting, and that is one Mark Hamill. Who, uh, I don't know if listeners will, will realize this, but um, Mark Hamill plays this, uh, know, he's, he's kind of this semi important character <laughs> in the Star Wars lore who, uh, maybe died in the last one.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I am, uh, I'm very thankful that Mark Hamill is reprising his role because. I think that for a lot of people, uh, Mark Hamill's less than full-throated initial endorsement of the Last Jedi's script and its direction mm-hmm. for Luke convinced people that for whatever reason he didn't like Star Wars anymore, <laughs> or that he was yeah. mad at it. Like I, I think if if you follow what he said, everything makes a lot of sense. But he, you know, he talked about struggling with the direction of the character. People have taken mm-hmm. that into him being so anti-Ryan Johnson and all of that, and and, and yeah. none of that is really true, or at least we don't believe it to be true. So to see him come back is a really good thing just from the perspective of hopefully this will put all of that nonsense to bed.
0: Yeah, because the, the one thing he kept saying was like, yes, he had kind of difficulty moving on from the idea that that he's not the hero of the story anymore, that the The story has moved on beyond him. He's still an important part of it. But Luke's not going to run... like. Okay, Luke doesn't run in with a a laser sword and take on the First Order, even though he does. And that's the point of the end of the movie. Um, He's not, you know, the the kind of He-Man look that we saw on the poster for Star Wars. At least I kept seeing the poster for Star Wars. Um, Because I love that poster so much. It makes no sense. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like... He he had trouble kind of uh, uh, accepting uh, a role in Star Wars where he, he wasn't the hero, that he was this kind of crotchety old man um, living on an island somewhere. But the thing is, he always caveated at the end where he says, but I will try to bring your vision to life as best I, I can. You know, he is committed to this world. He's committed to the role. He may not have kind of understood it fully what it in, it meant, for Luke to transition into that role, or or the 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 theming around it, but he committed to it. You know, he did stay true to his words, and I think he put in a fantastic performance. And so, I am relieved, but also surprised at the idea of him returning for episode nine. Because I like obviously the 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 idea of him returning as a force ghost was always kind of there but there's something so kind of perfect about the ending of the last Jedi that I never actually thought about the idea of him coming back for episode nine. If that makes sense.
1: No, I I think that makes total sense. Um, because I literally just watched the clone wars episode, all about force ghosts. I I have a lot of, a lot of questions about force ghosts. We'll get to that later. Um, that, that also,
0: uh, stars who we're talking about.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, but you know we'll uh, we'll get to that in, in a little while. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think it's really cool that Mark Hamill is reprising his role, and I think that th- th- there's something in the in the the press release that, that that we've talked a lot about. You and I, sort of outside the show, and wanted to get to, and that is that there is a uh, there's a line in there about Episode Nine being the end of the Skywalker saga.
0: Yeah the the. Specifically, it says, J.J. Abrams returns to direct the final installment of the Skywalker saga. Final installment.
1: Now, I think we each have...
0: Those are, those are definitive words. Yes,
1: but I think we each have sort of our own understanding of what those definitive words mean in this context. So what yeah. do you think this... What do you think that those definitive words mean, exactly?
0: Um, To me, the words... Like the the intention here, at least, reads to me that this is the the final episode. You know, the, they've always talked about the, the the saga of the Skywalker's in terms of episodes, these trilogies. I don't think we're gonna get ten, eleven, and twelve. You know, whatever, however these characters move forward, whether it's with Ryan Johnson, whether it's with the uh, those Game of Thrones guys, whatever form that takes. I think Lucasfilm is ready to say, you know, we've done one, two, three, done four, five, six, we've done seven, eight and nine. Whatever we do from here isn't going to be tied to that structure and ending episode nine, you know, without Han Solo, without Luke Skywalker, without Leia, um without these characters that that started the saga um they're ready to move on to something different and in doing so they need to leap, you know, Skyleran said, Kill the past, um, you need to move on to something new. Whether like it might be a new trilogy that they work on that Ray continues on to. Because I I'd, I'd like to see the characters continue on. Um I don't think it will with be will be with the the form um of the, the the same kind of trilogy that we've seen, in the Skywalker saga. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I I have a slightly more cynical take on it, which is okay. just that I think this literally means no more Luke. Yeah. I don't think it means anything <laughs> I mean, yeah. else other than that. Um, That's fair because, and and I'm even. Could it also mean go ahead. No more Ben. Well I, I, Cause, I mean, I don't know about that. He's a
0: solo, but he's still
1: yeah. See, I just think that there's no such thing as the end anymore in any of yeah. this stuff, and I think especially—it's
0: certainly not the end of Star Wars,
1: right? And, and I think that for for folks like us, Star Wars means something different than what it does to a casual fan. So I, I, sure. I have, um, I have uh, twin cousins that are four days younger than I am, and we grew up okay. watching Star Wars together. And, you know, we all now, we're married, we have jobs and kids, and, you know, we're not, we're not hanging out as much as we did when we were, like, ten, you know? So I was recently with my cousin Sarah, and she was telling me how much she hated The Last Jedi. Like, absolutely full-throated hated The Last Jedi. Mm. And part of her reasoning was that, like, it wasn't her Star Wars anymore. She felt like it wasn't... And I said, like, yeah, that's what makes it great. (laughs) And she was like, no, it's not, it it, it makes it bad, whatever. I think for people like her, Star Wars means Luke, Leia, and Han. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is an attempt to begin to change that conversation a bit. But I don't think we'll ever fully be free of those characters. I think that there will always be some remnant of the Skywalkers in the Star Wars story. Um, I don't know how that's going to manifest itself in the future, but... I don't see this as being the last time we see Rey or Poe or maybe yeah. even Kylo Ren. I just think this is putting, like you said, kind of the, the trilogy structure based around this epic story that begins with a childhood, you know, a a, young, a very young Anakin Skywalker, and ends with presumably the death of Anakin's grandson... Yeah. I think that is essentially what this is just saying, that we are no longer going to play by the rules of of these of this family being sort of the cornerstone of the universe. I, mm. I still think if they're going to do a Ray film after this, you might see Mark Hamill play Luke again. But it's not going to be he's not going to That
0: could be interesting. But
1: he's not going to be even close to the focus anymore. Like no. I really think that Nothing I think I know that the way that this trilogy was going to be constructed was it was going to be that Han had the first movie, Luke had the yeah. second, and Leia had the third. Carrie Fisher's
0: yeah. I'll, I'll people share that yeah, I include myself. Yeah,
1: you know, Carrie Fisher's death changed that. But I think yes. if that had gone on the way they had planned it, then you can understand why they call it the end of the Skywalker Saga. Because those mm-hmm. three characters have all been put to bed. Um and I think we're going to see that with this one. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't we we also haven't talked about the fact that Carrie Fisher is going to be in the in this film.
0: Yeah, I was just about to get into that. But, uh, before we get into that, I I will say that is I do think it's a very healthy move um for Star Wars in general to say that this is the end of the Skywalker saga cuz um one of the things I think that kind of hurt the expanded universe after a while You know, as cool as, you know, the Thrawn trilogy was, by the time you get to, like, the New Jedi Order and stuff like that, and it's still about Hanlech and Leia and their kids and their grandkids and their great-great-grandkids, and then in Legacy it's their great-great-great-great-great-great-grandkids, whatever. I think that's where it started kind of folding in on itself. And kind of lost sight of what the scope of the story could be out with these specific characters. Cause you, you still gotta like name drop them, you still gotta uh, keep them at least thematically front and center. This is still like a galaxy shaped by their actions. But I think passing that torch onto these new actors, these new characters, um, capping off. This kind of grand story and leaving them in a the place to go forward by themselves, kind of uh, mentorless, and because that is kind of the thing with uh, each of the kind of like original three getting their own tentpole movie is they all were presumably going to play mentor roles. Right. You know they all kind of took that kind of a uh, uh, baton and now they're they're leaving this new cast kind of by themselves. We. Don't know how, how long Mark Hamill will stay around as a Force ghost. As, presuming he is returning as a Force ghost and not as that uh, one alien from canterbury
1: <laughs> That would be hilarious.
0: It would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, a healthy move in the long run for Star Wars. And yeah, the uh, kind of bigger news, as it were, is the news that Carrie Fisher will be in Episode 9. Um but thankfully without the the use of CGI or any kind of uh recreation or or recasting or whatever is going to be Carrie Fisher playing Leia Organa using previously unreleased footage shot for Force Awakens which is really good news I think.
1: I am really torn on this.
0: Same. Uh
1: <laughs> You didn't watch the Sopranos, did you?
0: I did okay, not know.
1: So, in between seasons two and three of The Sopranos, the Nancy Marchand, who played Tony's mother, died. And sure. she was an older character, sort of her health was at the center of some of the storylines. But instead of just killing her, they took un- unreleased footage, as well as some repurposed released footage, and did, like, the world's worst scene with it. And it's just, it, it's okay. terrible. It looks so thrown together and all that. And I know that Star Wars won't let it look that bad. They won't. But everybody watching it is going to know that her dialogue was meant for something else. And I just don't know sure. the amount of like mental gymnastics that would have to go on to get me to not be mindful of that. You, does that make sense? Like, it's, just, it's yeah, always going to be at the that. forefront of, of the viewing experience that oh this was intended for something else you know mm-hmm. um so i don't know i hope they do it well
0: it'll be interesting
1: yeah it will be um i know we talked about lando last time but does having yeah. luke back in the film change how you think lando's going to be used or no
0: a little bit yeah um because I I I had no real I I don't think I had any real idea of how if I could guess how they're going to use Lando, because um, the one of the things that I wouldn't say the 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 sequel films have kind of struggled with, but one of the things I've noticed is that if they haven't planned the film around the inclusion of that kind of legacy character, if you will, they kind of don't know what to do with some of them give
1: like,
0: an example. Uh, R2-D2 you know, <laughs> other than that really cool moment with him showing Leia's message on Acto, he's, he's just kind of in the background because they've got a new R2-D2 Right. Um, you know, C-3PO at least kind of got his due in Last Jedi being kind of more C-3PO-ish than kind of being in the background having a red arm <laughs> Um, and kind of waving at the screen but also like Chewbacca hasn't really done much like obviously there was reasons for that in Force Awakens but like in The Last Jedi he's he's a background character you, on like the majority of the scenes in act Two, you kind of forget he's on the island with them so I'm hoping it works well and I'm hoping it's more than a glorified cameo but I oh god I I have not idea
1: yeah I the more I think about it the more I think it might be the scene with Leia sure that you know that that he's going to be interacting with Leia and that's going to be his scene which would be fitting you know um Mm -hmm. I I just don't know we could
0: we might finally get a funeral for Hansel well
1: that that's in the novel of the last Jedi um sure and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it would be weird. Because I find it interesting that it's all The Force Awakens footage. That it's not mm. Last Jedi footage.
0: That, yeah, because I think I remember reading something about... Oh, was it her brother? I think it was her brother. Yeah, Todd Fisher, who, who kind of... Like, he was talking to someone about it. Um, because, like, basically, um, uh, I I guess kind of giving his blessing, in a way. Um, and I think he did mention that they used, uh, footage from Last Jedi or something. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to find it, though. But, like, yeah, uh, it's interesting that they mentioned specifically only Force Awakens.
1: Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I, I, I'm i realizing as we're doing this that, you know, and I think I said this last time too, that if they follow the same Force Awakens schedule, we'll be getting a trailer in November. Uh, but I doubt that's the case. I, th- I think I think mm-hmm. it's going to be more of The Last Jedi schedule, which wasn't that June beforehand we got the first trailer?
0: Um... Uh... Was it? God, I have no idea, because there's a celebration next year.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It's a celebration in Chicago, which could be what they're building around. When
1: is that? Do we have a date for that?
0: Um, April. April 11th to the 15th of next year. I
1: might have to try and go to that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably... April's yeah you're right that's probably the first footage.
0: Mm -hmm. I think we might get like a title drop sometime. Hopefully by the end of this year.
1: Yeah, possibly. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I feel like I feel like this should be the least surprising of the three in terms of how the rollout goes, because we've had two other because we've had really four other films since The Force Awakens. You know, the Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. Solo, and Rogue One to all kind of yeah. give us an idea about how this is gonna go. But all of those movies, like the the two uh, um a Star Wars story films, were both like, yeah. troubled they're, productions. They're not great
0: bars. No, and they
1: there are troubled productions and so like trailers came out later than you thought and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then The Last Jedi was so cloaked in secrecy because Ryan Johnson is a pretty secretive guy with his filmmaking. Yeah. So you know, so who knows? <laughs> um yeah who knows um but anyway but it, it is it is exciting and i and i wonder the other thing i wonder is if at celebration we'll get an announcement of either the obi-wan movie or if the boba fett movie is still a thing or mm-hmm. if uh this will be the the at least announcement of ryan johnson's first film like you know if we're going to get some yeah. other announcement at celebration
0: well, I, I certainly hope that we get... Because, oh, by April, what will be out? Like, presu- presumably the the return of Clone Wars, which we'll talk about in a second, um. will be kind of gearing up by that point. Yeah. Depending on when in 2019 that's supposedly meant to drop. Resistance will have been out. Isn't Resistance coming out end of this year? Yeah, I
1: want to say it's just September or October.
0: So... Maybe we could even see, end up seeing footage of or anything, some kind of a title, kind of cast release of the live action show.
1: That's a good point too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I don't believe we're going to see anything about an Obi Wan movie anytime soon. I like, I, I've kind of like unless it's. Suddenly dropped out of nowhere. Um, I really, I really don't know. And it feels weird saying that because I, I, I feel like I've been a person who was who's been pushing that for that since like before the Force Awakens even came out. <laughs> but like, has been what has that been like six years since Disney bought Lucasfilm? Uh, more, I think.
1: No, maybe not. When? 2012?
0: I want to say it was 2012. Yeah, Yeah, it was in October of 2012, so that's about six years. Uh, Seven next year. You'd think if that was on the cards, that it would have cropped up before now?
1: See, I I still think that this is one of those things that is almost an inevitability. It's just a matter of getting the timing down right. And I feel like once they're done with the Skywalker saga, this can take center stage. Mm-hmm. Be- because let, let's be fair here the Skywalker saga is always going to take precedence
0: over yeah, everything of course. else
1: but after the Skywalker saga I would say the Obi-Wan film is the logical next most important piece in their puzzle wouldn't you agree?
0: yeah yeah I think I would agree with that I, I think it's because it's the one thing kind of everyone wants you know, like, regardless of how I may feel about certain sets of the kind of vocal majority of people who didn't like Last Jedi and whether or not they are should be allowed to be Star Wars fans anymore, <laughs> um, I feel like if you bully the cast off of social media, you probably shouldn't be. Agreed. Agreed. But after the the announcement of The Return of Clone Wars... Everybody's talking about how it's healed these divides in the fandom because it's finally bringing back something that everyone can agree on. Um, even though, flashback, 10 years, the amount of people who decried Clone Wars, people are now decrying The Last Jedi because, you know, people didn't like Ahsoka because she was a f- brand-new female character destroying your fandoms. But then they give her 10 years and she's one of the most well-known Star Wars character is going right now. Um, and yeah, so I think the Obi-Wan movie could be one of those moments where it, it kind of brings everyone together. Because they, they have to know how controversial these films have been.
1: Yeah. And I think that... Like,
0: there, there's no escaping the, the, the reception of something like The Last Jedi. Because like, all four... Of the films have had some kind of rocky reception, you know. There's there's the people who didn't like Force Awakens because it was uh it was too like a New Hope. There's people who didn't like Rogue One because I have no idea why, but people keep trying to explain to me why they don't like Rogue One, and they sound like the adults from the Peanuts cartoons because <laughs> it just it's incomprehensible to my brain how you couldn't like that film. Um, people didn't like Solo because they heard, had it heard it had a bad rap, and then everyone to see it went. Hey actually that's actually a really good movie, because you know, maybe we should give it a fair swing before we judge it. And then people don't like Last Jedi for obvious reasons. So you, you think there has to be kind of a point where they, they they take the easy swing.
1: I mean to be fair, I kinda see episode nine as the easy swing too. That's fair. Um but that's you know, that's unfair to episode nine but it just seems to me like uh you know between between Luke and Lando coming back and using Carrie Fisher footage and bringing JJ Abrams back like this is kind of the you know I hope it's not the return of the Jedi of the new trilogy in terms of sure. being the you know the last time I watched return of the Jedi I was kind of taken by how with the exception of Luke's plot line which has a lot of surprises Everything else <clears throat> just kind of goes as you expect it to go in that movie.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and I just hope that it's not the same. I,
0: it's one of the reasons why I, I struggle to kind of go back to it, is that once you've seen it, you've seen it. Yeah. You know, like, there, there's not a lot of movie to go back to. Right. But yeah, the, we, 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 we'll we see how yeah. <laughs> a lot of this thing turns yeah. out.
1: We should talk about The Return of Clone Wars, though.
0: Yes. Um... Boy, that's so! I I didn't watch all of Clone Wars as it was coming out. Um, I watched the 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 movie as it came out in cinemas with my dad, where I believe I was the only person in the cinema that wasn't either a parent or a six-year-old. <laughs> um, because I was exactly the audience for that film. Um, and I was—I uh, mean, I was like fourteen at the time. Um, and I I really enjoyed it, like. Looking back on it, the movie's not fantastic. It's maybe not the greatest way of selling the TV show. But um, I was really into it, and I I watched the first season that came out, and then I fell away from it. And then once it got cancelled and ended up all on Netflix and they had the the chronological order out, I blasted through it in three weeks. And that was what got me back into Star Wars properly. You know, after the prequel was like, I, I've always loved Star Wars. Nothing ever really killed my love of Star Wars and the way that people kind of like properly fall away from the fandom. But like there was time where I, I had other things in my mind. I was getting properly into superhero comics. I was doing other stuff and it wasn't until getting back into Clone Wars that I, I really rekindled my love for Star Wars. And I then, if I remember correctly, like I binge watched all of Clone Wars and then like within three or four months, they announced that Episode Seven was being made. If if I remember correctly, because I I, I remember that conference Events was like, hey, you just watched all of this really cool Star Wars stuff and it got you back into the the universe. Here's new films being made. Here's brand new novels. Here's brand new comics from Marvel. Here's all this cool new stuff. And that was what kicked me off to being basically here. I never thought Clone Wars was going to come back. I had no clue this was ever going to happen because I just didn't think Lucasfilm or Disney would put the money into to trying to re basically end a, a cancelled show. I have never been more excited for anything in my entire <laughs> life. I don't think Well, I mean, this might be the best thing. There's a
1: couple of really surprising parts of this announcement. I think the oh, first yeah. really surprising part is that i mean is the announcement itself right let, let, let's not bury oh, yeah. the lead here like the fact that it's coming back at all is crazy for all it for is all the reasons
0: nothing less than a bona fide miracle you, for all
1: the reasons you've mentioned it is crazy it's crazy this yeah. is happening i can't believe it's a thing i can't believe we're actually getting it huzzah yay awesome it's equally crazy because they think this is a big enough deal that they're putting it on their streaming service. Now that might seem yeah. backhanded at first, but listen to what I'm saying. I feel like the first things they announce for the streaming service have to be the things that get you to subscribe to it.
0: So, yeah, 100%. so they
1: feel like, okay, people are gonna be so surprised and excited by this. They're going to subscribe to the network for this reason. Yeah, that is a big deal because again, like you said, it was canceled and kind of thrown into the obscurity for a while, you know? Yeah. Um, so the fact that it's not being treated that way is legitimately good and surprising. Mm-hmm. The third thing that really surprises me is that, like, part of the reason that everybody was so excited about Rebels, and again, I haven't started Rebels yet, but um is that Ahsoka returned, right? And so yeah, part of that was, oh my goodness, we thought she was gone forever, and here she is. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, they're, that they feel like this part of the story is important enough, and not just yeah. for the returning Ahsoka to the fandom part, that they have to go back and yeah. do it, means there is a really, to me, promising story there.
0: And I, I, I firmly believe there is. Um, and I, like, I don't want to spoil it, but like, as soon as you read like the prologue chapter of the Ahsoka novel, <laughs> you'll see kind of some of the blueprint that I think this show is going to be taking, or kind of the um almost like the part of the destination of the roadmap. Um and it's why I'm very excited because I if I I'm correct, um it's focusing on the Siege of Mandalore, which was the the planned kind of end of I believe season eight of what was going to be the Clone Wars. Um which was uh, Darth Maul returning to Mandalore with his Shadow Collective growing in power and Ahsoka leading Rex uh, and like uh, um, Satine's sister, Bo-Katan um, so it'd be like a, a joint Republican Mandalore strike into the heart of the Mandalore capital to take down Darth Maul at the exact same time Order 66 happens like the the idea was like we have to explain why Ahsoka was never in Revenge of the Sith, right? So the end of Clone Wars was going to take place concurrently with Episode. Did I say Episode six? There, Episode three. <laughs> um, Revenge of the Sith. It's very late here. And, um, Sith
1: and six are very similar words, so yeah. I get you.
0: Um, but that was going to take place concurrently, and you would see Ahsoka's side of that, and kind of lead that in. So I think. The Ahsoka novel kind of in flashbacks alludes to some of the stuff that happens, but never kind of reveals a bigger picture. Um, and I'm very excited to see what Dave Filoni has in store because I, oh, he infuriates me because he he loves twisting and toying with people because he he knows he's going to get it right <laughs> and stick the landing. Um, which is what he did for for four seasons in Rebels, and boy did he stick that landing. Um, I think he's got something up his sleeve. Otherwise, he wouldn't be telling this story. And, oh, God, just that shot of all of the Venator-class cruisers from the hangar bay. It looks so good. (laughs) I cannot wait for this.
1: I couldn't tell.
0: Oh, my God. I, like... I genuinely thought it was like a, a hoax like I, I saw it come up on Twitter and I was just like no this 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 is not true like you're <laughs> it's you're killing my leg literally like you cannot do this to me because if this is a joke I will be crushed and then I saw like literally someone on their phone recorded the, uh, the footage and like the, the shots of Ahsoka and I just wept like the rest of the night I was just gone I'm very excited.
1: Now, they said this is 12 episodes, right?
0: 12 episodes.
1: See, part of me thinks that this is, like, the, um... What's the word I'm looking for? So, you know, I, I just finished Season 6 of Clone Wars, yep. and Season 6 seems like... Essentially, um like the 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 non story part of season 6 like, like th- there was yeah. going to be a uh, you know some sort of um large scale story and then these 12 or 13 mm. episodes were sort of the the filler in between there the, you know, there were going to be going to be 10 episodes that were going to tell sort of an overarching story and this is sort of the stuff that you get
0: on the yeah. side if if i remember correctly i don't know if were, so, they they were they were released as um, The Lost Missions on Netflix. Only on Netflix. Right. Um, I think they've made their way to Blu-ray and stuff like that, but they, they were never showed on, like, network TV. Like, after The Wrong Jedi, it was off of Cartoon Network. Um, and it was, as far as I'm aware, literally just the episodes that they had in the can. Yeah. Like, they were the episodes that were done. They had so if I remember correctly, so what ended up being in Son of Dathamir, the comic was going to be the finale of season six. The you'll, you'll, I believe you'll be watching this, the The crystal crisis on Utapau. Yes. Um, which is one of the um, unfinished ones that they've released was going to be the first four episodes of the season, um, which is, Interesting, thinking that the the first four episodes of the season weren't done uh, before the rest of the episodes that they had in the the show. It's one of those kind of funny um, animation pipeline kind of things. And there was also The Bad Batch, which, if I'm correct, they're actually using some of for these uh, 12 episodes. Okay. Because I think the shot that they show in the trailer is... Also in one of the animatics for the Bad Batch, which was a a four-episode arc about um, kind of uh, clone commandos, but not quite like arc troopers, more kind of uh, darker wet work kind of thing. They're they're, they're, they're the cast-offs, and what eventually became Dark Disciple was made of eight episodes, some of which were from season six, some of which were from season seven, if I remember correctly.
1: Okay. I, I am very, very interested to see how just just to see what these episodes look like you know, yeah. uh, in terms of big picture stuff but the best part of all of this is that I get to watch you react to this because <laughs> I know oh how God. much this means to you
0: <laughs> Like we might have to do like live reaction stuff of this because i mean i I don't know if I'm ready for everyone on the internet to watch and or hear and or read me weep every time a show is on screen because boy howdy um there there's some episodes in rebels that i i like almost took the day off work the next day just for like emotional reasons um yeah this will be this will be fun
1: the way i the way I look at it, you know above all else, we should still be doing this show when these drop. I can't imagine yeah. us not doing the show when this drops, as long yeah. as we're doing the show, we're gonna have to do like a recap of each episode, the two of us together, yeah, we're gonna have to do that um
0: god we're we're gonna end up doing like the the d three weekly,
1: yeah exactly. Uh, and that'll be good. That'll be fun. But I think you also have to, like, at some point, either in audio form or in print form, have some sort of, like, big essay, thought, think piece on what this means to you.
0: I I think the word you're looking for is dissertation. Yes,
1: there we go. (laughs) There we go
0: yeah I, I can I can do that
1: okay I think that'll be fun so yeah
0: um so. yeah I think before we, we kind of uh, I think we're gonna wrap up the. Uh, do you wanna do a little more, more Clone Wars news after this about kind of your reaction stuff
1: yeah yeah let's, let's take a break first though yeah
0: cool can do yeah
1: so we'll be back back in uh, just a minute
0: Subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. And we're back with uh, Force Ghost, Coast the Ghost. Um I don't know why you would have forgotten that in the interim. Uh, <laughs> in the, interim, the 45 seconds
1: you heard a commercial for another Multiversity podcast.
0: Just to remind you, yeah. we are back with Force Ghost, Coast Coast. Ghost. Um, it seems more and more like a radio station every time I say mm-hmm. it. Hey,
1: everybody, welcome
0: back to Force Ghost Ghost Ghost. We did get a soundboard. Um, But yeah, we were just talking about the return of the Clone Wars, something I am very excited about, and now we're going to move on to something that was slightly related, because it also came out in the San Diego Comic-Con weekend, but it's about the uh, Lucasfilm publishing arm side of things, because as you'll probably know, both Brian and I are huge on our Star Wars books. Um, we we have to put like thirty to forty books out between the two of us. Oh yeah, over the last like two or three years. I,
1: at the end of this year, I'll have read something like nine or ten Star Wars novels this year alone, and I think I read yeah, eight last I, year. Yeah, I'd seen
0: through twenty fifteen. Yeah,
1: so who oh boy?
0: Yeah, we are we are voracious readers, and um, they this like film showed off um, a lot of new stuff at San Diego Comic-Con, but there's uh, a couple that I, I really want to touch on. The the main one being um, the new uh, Marvel... Uh, are they calling it a maxi-series? What, what what was the term they were using? Uh, um,
1: is it Marvel, or is it IDW? Because they're doing um, comics at both now, which is confusing yeah, and
0: weird. So, Star Wars Adventures is at IDW, because marvel won't do their own all stuff true. so they're just like idw yes. do it they're doing marvel uh actual like marvel superhero stuff at idw as well which is wild yeah so, so they're calling um,
1: it a star wars maxi series and it's 30 p- yeah. 30 parts total
0: yeah with um uh so it's going to be broken down into the age of republic the age of rebellion and the age of resistance um, each looks to be about eight or so issues in length. Jody Hauser, who is writing Age of Republic, Republic, um, said that her storyline is going to be four months, eight issues, which means it's double shipping. Um, awesome. <laughs> um, with each month having a hero story and a villain story. So, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Jango Fett, Anakin Skywalker and Count Dooku, and Padme and Madala and General Grievous. So, tying in The heroes of the Age of Republic, as well as the villains of the Age of Republic, which sounds awesome. Um, And then Age of Rebellion will be written by Greg Pak, which I am very excited for, because I love Greg Pak, and Greg Pak writing Star Wars is awesome. And then Age of Resistance, written by Tom Taylor. Um, Interestingly, no artists attached to the announcement. It's Marvel.
1: They don't announce artists anymore.
0: I know. That just sucks. Um... But I, I'm very excited by this. I think this could be a very interesting way of um, bringing in a lot of variety to the to the Marvel lineup.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a lot of fun. I think there's um, there's really something to be said for what we talked about before, sort of getting away from the Skywalkers, getting away from characters we know in the past. But I think a comic like this is the perfect excuse to visit an old friend.
0: Yeah, because I'm like personally, I'm very excited about what Jody Hauser will do with a comic all about Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, because I think Qui Gon Jinn is one of the most underutilized characters in all of Star Wars. You know, he he was the blueprint for how Obi Wan became who he was, Mm -hmm. and he's, and I mean he's he was probably used in uh expanded universe stuff that i haven't read but ever since the the new canon comes around other than no because the the only one i comic was set after phantom menace like, i don't think he's really shown up in anything so i think the idea of that kind of focusing on those uh side characters or showing kind of the side stories and the lives of characters we do know really well is something I, i'm very excited about
1: yeah and uh We'll get to this in, in more in a minute, but there's also going to be that Obi-Wan Qui-Gon novel. Yes. Uh, uh, Star Wars Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. So that I'm, that's super so exciting, too. too.
0: Yeah. Claudia Gray is fantastic. She wrote... Have you read Bloodline yet?
1: Uh, no, I have Bloodline sitting in my house waiting to read, but I, I read... Didn't she also do um, Leia, Princess of Alderaan? Am I thinking of am I, thinking of I believe so, yeah. So that's excellent.
0: Yeah. Because Bloodline's also about Leia, but um, set uh, about five or six years before Force Awakens, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. Um, she's fantastic. Yes.
1: I agree. Um, Yeah, and uh, how do you feel about Tom Taylor as a comic writer?
0: Um, I don't think I've read a goddamn thing by Tom <laughs> Taylor. I know he... Did the injustice stuff?
1: Yes, which I which
0: am I is that Tom Taylor? Yes, and
1: I've been told that's quite good, despite what I've like, despite the bias that I bring to that concept. I've heard it's quite good.
0: Same. Um, I, I'm I'm very frustrated to admit that. Yeah,
1: but he um he also wrote. He's been writing the X twenty three stuff as of late. Yeah, and I've heard excellent things about that, and he he did that really really good. Believe it or not. Justice League, Mighty More from Power Rangers miniseries. Like that, that book is Wait, that was a space. Yes, and it's legitimately great, Alice. I'll huh. uh, I'll have to try and find you a copy really of it. it. It's it's legitimately great. Um super fun. And I this is I said this every week on the DC three cast. Like, I have never watched an episode of Power Rangers. So I am sure. I am not the Power Rangers audience for this, and I absolutely adored that miniseries.
0: That's so, awesome because I'm the audience for Power
1: Okay, cool. So yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, But I think Taylor is establishing himself as a very dependable writer. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, I think all three of these choices are people who have a reputation for being able to deliver the goods. And so I wish Marvel would take more chances with their Star Wars comics, but I understand why they need to sort of let a steady hand... Take them also, mm-hmm. so so we'll see. But I'm I'm, yeah. I'm generally excited about this. And there's also a um, we failed to mention one more novel by E.K. Johnson, who wrote the yes. aforementioned Ahsoka novel called Queen so called good. Queen's Shadow, which will be all about Padme going from Queen of Naboo to Senator.
0: Yeah, which is fantastic because that's always something that bugged me, uh, and. the the prequel trilogy is that Naboo elects its queens it has a diplomatic monarchy what the hell does that mean (laughs) Um, so someone who actually kind of bothers to delve into that and even just Padme as a character I think um, was sorely sorely kind of uh, underdeveloped and underutilized as great as Natalie Portman is uh, in the prequel trilogy um. So any anything that really kind of um builds on her character more than just her weird Stockholm syndrome thing with Anakin. Yeah. Even um, in
1: Clone Wars, not all that much is done with Padme.
0: Yeah, because like her episodes are all the ones that have either Clovis. like she's either Clovis where it, it tries to do the the um uh, uh political stuff of the prequel trilogy or stuff like the the um. Blue Shadow Virus was it called? Oh yeah, Where, like she's yeah. she's the damsel in distress. Like Anakin gets really frustrated and has to go run off and ignore the Jedi order to save her, despite his training and all. Those, like a lot of her focus of episodes kind of play out very similarly. Um, so I'm really I'm really hoping. And E. K. Johnson did a fantastic job with the Ahsoka novel. I cannot recommend that enough to people um, who've seen the Clone Wars and enjoyed the Clone Wars and want more Ahsoka, because it is just an essential part of her story. I cannot wait to see what she does with this.
1: Yeah. It's exciting.
0: It's very exciting. And that's, like, the the tip of the iceberg, of the stuff that came out of San Diego Comic Con. We're not going to be able to go into all of it, just because of time restrictions, but um, definitely check out the article on StarWars.com. There's a lot of really cool stuff coming out.
1: Yeah. And, uh, What's going to be especially exciting for the next few years is, for the publishing side of things, I think, that you're just going to see, because they now... I feel like it took Lucasfilm a while to realize what they wanted to do with the comics versus the novels versus the TV Mm -hmm. shows versus the films. And I feel like now they have a better sense of that. And so you're going to Mm -hmm. see... Things like a Padme novel, which seems so second nature, but have never happened before. You know, you're yeah. gonna see that sort of stuff show up more and more now and then. And I really, really appreciate that. Definitely. Um so yeah, you wanna talk a little more Clone Wars before we get out of here?
0: Yeah, well, because uh you finally finished Clone Wars.
1: Finally. Please. In a year, <laughs> in a year with when, when I have two small children, I managed to watch e- and write about every episode of Clone Wars.
0: Yeah, I can't so, follow you. That is a no mean feat. And like, because this is like when I watched Clone Wars, so I've watched Clone Wars through twice. Um, Both times I was tanking like four to five episodes a day, <laughs> which is how I got through it in like four weeks because I either had nothing else to do or was doing it in the background of something else when I was rewatching watching it. Um, so actually taking the time to watch it and then write up about it while also, you know, being a parent and having, you know, other duties with multiversity. And a job. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, and a job. Yeah. Um, I, I do respect that.
1: Well, thank you. Um, but no, so I, t- um, just today I finished the three-parter that sort of ends the series with Yoda mm-hmm. trying to unlock the secrets of essentially being a Force ghost. And yeah. um, I want to say, first of all, there was a lot about these episodes that I really loved. Sure. I like that it, that it, it answered a couple of questions that were really, um, to me, important. Like, for instance, um, the Rule of Two with the Sith. That's established, you understand why that's established in these episodes. Because Mm -hmm. that was something that always kind of bugged me about the Sith. Like, why would they limit themselves that way? Well, now you understand why, and that's, okay, I like that.
0: Because they're all garbage.
1: Exactly. That's essentially the answer, is that uh, they're all trash. Um, It also gave a little insight into the cave on Dagobah. So, I like that. Even though that scene,
0: which does even like one of the things that interests me about that, um, sorry, cut me off funny. there, but kind of retroactively going to *Air to the Empire* after having seen these episodes, they are still kind of holding to very similar ideas of the uh, the kind of um, a Jedi secluding himself in the dark sides to to know what that's like, but still holding to the light side mm-hmm. is uh, still really cool.
1: Yeah. Um... I'd, but the episodes did pose a couple of questions to me that I wanted to discuss with you. Sure. Uh, and not to sort of ignore the rest of season six, but season six is pretty inconsequential
0: in terms yeah. of. Other than those first four episodes and the last four episodes, not a whole lot happens.
1: The first four are what refresh my memory. <laughs> this is how bad I am at this. I have already forgotten what I watched oh. up a month ago
0: it's the the arc with um fives learning oh, about yes, the chef yes, and brand oh yes yes
1: that is super important absolutely yeah um heartbreaking and, and wonderful um yeah. but so okay we know how yoda under how yoda learns to become a force ghost mhm we get the implication because the end of sith about how obi-wan learns to become a force ghost mm mm-hmm. mhm how does Anakin become a Force Ghost?
0: Shh, don't don't question it. <laughs> it's, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry about it. Is it
1: just because he is King of the Jedi in terms of midichlorians?
0: Yeah. Okay. I I I I like to think at once upon a time, you know, cuz as far as I'm aware, the idea of Force Ghost pretty much only came up because, you know, so uh I think I want to say it was Marsha Lucas, like whoever it was that convinced uh, George to kill Obi one during a no hope and not let him like live to the end, but still want to keep the 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 t- kind of teachings of Ben throughout the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like that was literally just Ah oh, maybe he comes back as a ghost. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't think much more thought went into it than that. And then, you know, come back around to Revenge of the Sith. I think he wanted to do this kind of moment of just like actually. This is the first time anyone is really learning to be able to do this. So, those three showing up as Force Ghosts is super important because maybe they're the only three who's ever shown up as Force right. Ghosts, or are who, who've learned this for for god knows how long. But yeah, the the not not only the fact that you know somehow at some point Anakin either kind of. Maybe in his final moments, intuitively learned how to pass on to the Force because he's just so strong with the Force and the, the power of the redemption of uh, kind of Luke's sacrifice and whatnot kind of put him so in touch with the Force that he just innately passed on to whatever kind of realm between realms that these Force Ghosts inhabit. And maybe that happens. Maybe there's a story to be told in how he he learned this. Maybe behind the back of Palpatine. Um, who knows? why does it look like Hayden Christensen? though?
1: <laughs> well, that's,
0: you had the perfectly good Sebastian Shaw right there. Yeah.
1: The, the one answer that I read that I kind of get, but I don't like is that he's a force ghost because he's a Jedi. And so he is shown at his last moment of being a Jedi.
0: Yeah. 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 But I mean, I get that. It's, I, yeah, that's, I also that, that, that's like horse that. shit
1: though. We all, we yeah. all know that's horse shit. Um, and
0: uh let's see uh i w- what do you think about um darth bane
1: okay so yeah i uh it's funny you tweeted about this yesterday and i was like yes. oh this must be some extended universe stuff i haven't read yet fast forward one day and i'm like ah yeah. darth bane my old friend of course um i think that's a cool concept and I mm-hmm. and I, I would like to is there any new canon stuff about the Sith before Darth Bane? No. Is there any stuff um, about the Sith before Darth Bane?
0: Uh in Expanded Universe, okay. yes. And the legend stuff. Um specifically I'd recommend the Tales of the Jedi comic series, um, as well as there's a trilogy of novels specifically about Darth Bane. Ah. Um I read the first one and it is very good. Um and it's literally about the, like the moments that he uh, um, kind of establishes the rule of two and being like the kind of first um, first of that. But like literally, the most we ever get about the origins of the Sith Order in canon is from one of the Jason Aaron issues of Star Wars. Oh, Okay. Um, from the Showdown on Smuggler's Moon. Um, arc there's so the showdown of Smaller's moon it's all about Nar Shadda, and Luke ends up being this gladiator for one of the the huts there, um, and he has this this treasure room of like to force user artifacts one of which being this holocron that mentions the hundred year darkness, which is the the period of time in which the uh, the the rogue jedi's broke away from the jedi order and establish the the Sith Order. If you are listening to this and find my Twitter, there's a thread I did about how they can make a really good uh, film trilogy of that um, at Alice W. Castle. Um, but that one kind of line from Holocron, literally just mentioning the words Hundred Year Darkness, is all we got so far.
1: Wow. Yeah. Uh, that seems like it's certainly something that is ripe for... Uh... For exploration. Yep.
0: That's why me and Ken keep wanting them to do anything about Knights of the Old Republic in the new canon. Yeah.
1: That, I firmly believe, and this is gonna upset you, that that's the Game of Thrones guys.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: It just seems like what's gonna happen. Um, yeah. I should probably learn their names at some point, <laughs> but I just keep referring to them
0: as- I wanna see one of them's DB Vice? I don't know. That sounds about right.
1: Sure, I believe you. Um, but no, you know, I uh, I, I think that, that Darth Bane is an interesting character. I think that there's there's actually, there's not much of the Expanded Universe legend stuff that I really am dying to go back and read. Sure. I think I'll eventually reread the Thrawn trilogy because I loved those so much mm-hmm. when I was younger. And it's just, it's been, it's been a long time. But I have to get through all this canon stuff first before I even think about that. Um, but I would like to read, like, I think the Darth Plagueis novel I've heard is very good. Yes, And I would like to read, uh, apparently, this Darth Bane trilogy. That sounds interesting mm-hmm. to me. Um, what I liked about the end of the Clone Wars from just like... And, and there was, you know, look, the Clone Wars is wonderful. But there is some goofy stuff on the Clone Wars. Like oh, like um, Tinkerbell Qui-Gon on uh, Dagobah. <laughs> the, the lights just, like, flittering around, you know. <laughs> yeah, It's, it's a little, little hokey and stuff like that. But what I liked was that it it seemed to me like it was like Filoni's kind of mission statement on what the Clone Wars series could be, which is that mm-hmm. we can take these concepts that might seem small or unimportant and make something beautiful and large out of them. And that's what the Clone Wars yeah. is so good at. And so I, nice. I really left the, that trilogy episodes being like, wow, that's a really satisfying ending to the show even more satisfying knowing that it's not really the ending, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed it, and I was thinking about it as sort of the series was was wrapping up in the last minute or two. I thought, first of all, well, I'm really glad I took this journey. I'm really glad that I... You're welcome. Yes, thank you. Uh, I am really glad that... I'm really glad that this isn't the end of the Clone Wars. Even like I said, I'm, I'm going to read and watch all of the sort of supplemental material that, that, yeah. that came out with this. Um, but I'm glad that there's Rebels. I'm glad of all this. And I really do think I would recommend this to any Star Wars fan. So I was thinking about, so I, I have Star Wars fans in my life of all stripes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people who love the new stuff, hate the new stuff, love the prequels, hate the prequels, all that. I think as long as you truly love Star Wars, yeah, there is something in Clone Wars for you. Yep, 100%. Um,
0: and, and i think we're getting to the point where it has added so much to the franchise and shaped so much of what this new canon has been that it's almost inescapable now yeah you know to, to the point where like if you're going to see solo on a whim because you just can't someone to, to see the solo all of a sudden fucking darth was at the end of that movie And the last time you saw him was maybe 1999 when he's fallen down a shaft cut in half. And there's a moment where you go, yeah, man, that that guy was dead. How is he back? Someone has to have a conversation with you about Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, those are the moments that, and I still genuinely believe that's why he's in that film. Like, as cool as a moment is, like, story-wise, I think at some point they went, we need to have this irrevocable moment that ties the films to the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that over time, you're going to see less and less importance put on just the films. Yeah. And you're going to see sort of the whole Star Wars canon become more important. In a way, I think that that's... Dangerous is the wrong word. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. I just mean that Mm -hmm. there used to be this understanding that as long as you watched the six films... Yeah. You knew that that was Star that Wars. was Star Wars, that's it. And now it's just like, well, no, there's actually there's 10 films so far and there's at least, you know, <laughs> going to be 14 or 15 when all is said and done at the very mm-hmm. least. And there's now going to be three animated TV shows from Dave Filoni that yep. are all going to be con- at, least. at least that are going to be considered canon. There's this live action shows going to be considered canon. There are all these comics that are being produced with real intent to be part of the the stitching of this universe, there's yeah. all these novels, so many novels, and there's like the battlefront games too, which I have not yeah. even begun to dive into, and I don't know honestly if I ever will um but I feel like in the way I kind of have to because if I want the full mm-hmm. canon story, that's part of it you know and uh well that's thrilling for for people like you and me who 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 grew up with a sort of understanding of comics being this like continuum Mm -hmm. that doesn't really end I think for a lot of folks it's overwhelming and it's easier to just throw up your arms and kind of say fuck it I'm done than it is to go through all the machinations of keeping up
0: yeah I had that conversation with someone as well like specifically about um, Darth Maul's appearance in Solo and he was like he was kind of getting ratty with me like kind of getting very kind of like, oh, well, I can't believe I have to now watch fucking six seasons of TV show just to understand one moment of a film. And I'm like, I mean, you don't really. Like, that's not the intent of the scene. Like, the scene does stand by itself. Like, it's literally just like, okay, that one guy that you knew is the guy that Kira was scared of, and now they're going to work together. yeah That's all the scene is.
1: And you see his metal legs. So, yeah. So like, you, can, you can hypothesize what happened there.
0: hmm it's just, if you want to go in-depth, the Clone Wars is right there waiting for yeah. you. And I mean, there's... I mean, there is, what? Eight episodes that Darth, Vader, uh, Darth Maul was actually Something in?
1: Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Maybe ten.
0: So, like, even if you want to just go through them and maybe that gets you interested in going back to the beginning and watching all of them, like, it's... I don't think there is anyone ever really says, you have to watch... All of this to understand it. Right. It's just weird the people who watch all of it and then kind of uh, give all that information.
1: And I think that when the Disney streaming service finally gets up and running, if they're smart, Mm -hmm. they will do things like have the Darth Maul collection on there. So you can watch all the Clone Wars and Rebels episodes of Darth Maul.
0: Mm -hmm. And even. There, There is no way in hell Clone Wars and Rebels is not on that streaming service
1: yeah of course not um they're trying to get the film rights back
0: to put Mm -hmm. the films on yeah that will never happen
1: that will happen after those rights lapse but tnt paid an arm and a leg for those rights Mm -hmm. there's no way they're giving them up which is fine like again if you if you have to ask me if you're a real star wars fan you have the films already yeah, but like someone like me, I may never buy Clone Wars and Rebels on DVD or Blu-ray because I'm just not buying DVDs and Blu-rays anymore. Yeah, I'll buy the films because I always had the films, but well, who knows? Anyway, we're starting to ramble, which probably means it's time to wrap up.
0: <laughs> we are is getting very early, at least where I am, but I don't know where you are. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, a good place to to end it. We're actually ending on a, a pretty cheerful note. I think. yeah,
1: absolutely. I, um, I hope that by the next time we speak. I'll have watched at least the first season or two of Rebels.
0: I am very interested to see uh, your reaction to that, because I I, I I was a noted um, uh, uh, disliker of Rebels in its first season um, because I just came off of a, a massive marathon of Clone Wars. And Clone Wars had its stride so hard, kind of third to fourth season in, that going back to a show where it was kind of finding its footing, it didn't have the budget of Clone Wars, it didn't really have the the direct connection to the characters that you kind of know from the films right. um, I, I was very down on it in the beginning, so I'm going to be interested to see how you, and especially Amelia um, find the first season Well
1: she might give up because it's not Ahsoka based right away <laughs>
0: <laughs> That <laughs> is true <laughs> tell, 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 tell her to stick out because she does show up
1: <laughs> Yeah, so she might just tell me like, me when Ahsoka shows up, but we'll see yeah,
0: I I I have no doubts that she will probably like either Sabine or Hera. Yeah, well, she probably Sabine. She
1: has a uh, a shirt that says "Girls Rule the Galaxy," and yeah. it has uh, Ahsoka, Sabine, and Leia on it. And yeah, so 100%. she already knows who Sabine is, kind of. And so she's uh, she's excited to see who that is. We have a couple of Star Wars books that have Sabine in it too. Nice. I am full-on indoctrinating my kids into what I love, so...
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Isn't that what you have <laughs> Exactly. <kids>? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, where can the people find you on the internet, Brian? Uh,
1: on Twitter, at Brian BrianNeedZenApp, an and at MultiversityComics.com, writing way, way too much stuff. But if if you listen to this today, it comes out. Just yesterday, we posted a preview of Star Wars Beckett number 1 from Marvel.
0: Ooh.
1: And, uh... You can see the end of my Clone Wars wrap-up in the coming weeks, and uh, yeah, we're trying to get more Star Wars stuff going on, on the site. We have the Star Wars Book Club, we're trying to find someone <clears> to bring back Alice's Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away column. So nice. we're, we're trying to get as much Star Wars up there as possible, because in case you can't tell, we love Star Wars.
0: We really love Star Wars. And also, Wars.
1: we should probably say thank you to all the new listeners. Our last few episodes yes. have really blown up, and so thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Tweet at us and talk to us about the show. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Yes. Please don't be a fluke. Like I I, I really hope that those uh we, we noticed a massive spike in downloads and I, I really hope you all stick around because uh we love making this show and we hope you love listening to it. As and well. we're gonna do more of it. Yes.
1: So yeah. Where can folks find you, Alice?
0: You can always find me on at Alice W Castle on Twitter. Um here obviously hopefully doing more and more stuff and um in the fall or in the autumn as I would say um writing about resistance whenever that drops I'm excited to see when that when that gets a release date me too um but yeah that was an episode it was that was an episode um we will see you next time and may the force be with you